Well, here we go again. Welcome, everyone. This is the Bullish Bitcoin channel, and I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin Master. Welcome back to the show. Today is Monday, the 6th of November, 2023, uh, for the timestamp. Uh, as always, smash the like button if you haven't done so already. Share this out if you haven't done so already. Um, retweet it if you haven't done it that already. Go on to Nostra and repost it if you haven't done that already. Uh, they're the basics. We need to get more eyeballs on channels like this. So welcome, everyone. Um, if you are new to the channel, some preliminaries that I want to get out of the way. You've got to do your own research. Don't expect me to give you financial advice, charts, TA, price predictions, because that's not what this channel is about. You can find out if you're new to all of this, anything you want with over 600 videos at ukbitcoinmaster.com there. And if you want to check out all the interviews that I've done, then go to bitcoininterviews.com. It's all over there for you. And then, not your keys, not your coins. I will beat the drum of this mantra until I'm blue in the face so that nobody else loses their coins because they didn't get them off exchanges. Okay, very, very quickly... If you go to the show notes, there's a link tree link where it will take you to all my social media um, platforms. So follow me somewhere else than YouTube, people. I've already had this channel taken down once. There's no reason it couldn't get taken down again. So it's well worth following me on some other channels. Okay, what else have we got? If I can click the button. Um, yeah, Orange Pill app. Um I would say if you're not on the Orange Pill app, you should be. This is creating the social layer of Bitcoin. You get to connect with other Bitcoiners. I've had several people say to me, yeah, I know, but are they data collecting? Well, go to the Orange Pill app and click on the, the frequently asked questions and you'll find out. They answer all those questions there. They don't keep any data. They don't share any data. It is just a way of connecting Bitcoiners around the world. Now, it's your call. But if you use my link, you can get 10,000 free sats once you've actually signed up and registered for some kind of subscription. I think I started off $2.99 a month just to see what it was like. And now I've subscribed annually. And I guess at some point I'll do it um, for life. But absolutely superb. Um, I would also say if you're new to all of this, you might see one of these underneath the comments in my video. You may see one of these. These are all scammers. They are not me, people. Scammers are everywhere. They know Bitcoin's price is going to go up. They know there's going to be people out there that never learn how things work, and they click on links, and then they scam them. Don't fall for it. It is not me. Very, very quickly, I'm just going to hold this book up, Matthew Underhill. This is a great book written by a Brit. You can see it there, The Bitcoin Book, A Beginner's Guide to the Future of Finance. Well worth checking out on Amazon. A great book behind something like The Bitcoin Standard. Uh, so do check that out. I think it's a really, really awesome book. Okay, so um, if we have a quick look at the Bitcoin price, you will see that we are on that 35,000 mark again, hovering there. But really, the importance of this slide is just to explain to someone who's new that if you've got a dollar lying around, you could buy 2,000 860 Satoshis. We need to start talking more and more in Satoshis and not 
whole Bitcoins. Okay, because the unit bias situation, somebody's going to see the price of one Bitcoin and they're going to off, going to often buy something like a Litecoin or Dogecoin or something like that. But when you say to them, a dollar gets you almost three thousand Satoshis, that sort of just got a whole new spin on it. And I would encourage you to start saying things um, like talk about Satoshis as opposed um, to Bitcoin. Let me bring me back up if I can for a minute. Okay, so let's see who we've got in my chat. Um, yeah, where is everyone? Come on, people. We need more eyeballs on these videos. We had British HODL on a couple of weeks ago, and the video after that, I think it was 700 views. When British HODL came on, 6,000 views. So... Where are all those subscribers that British Hoddle might have brought across? Where are you all? John G, JB Bitcoiner, Stephen Redding's in the house, Florence, G Squared, good to see you. Elaine Misses UK, my better half. Phil Volman, Pastor Phil, coming in from Ohio. Good to see you live in the chat. Matt Underhill's with us from The Bitcoin Book. Bitcoin Meister, Utah is in the house. Casso, good to see you. Destructive is with us, James Legris, I think that is. Welcome, James. Uh, Chazoid is with us. Uh, MW from the Spanish Islands. Welcome to you. Jim Andrews is in the house. Glyn Payne. Dr. Rob Davis. Good to see you, Dr. Rob Davis. Welcome to the show. People, smash the like button. We've got more viewers currently, according to my second monitor, than we have likes. So it's really important that you hit that like button, please. Okay, so... Um, what I wanted to do was to start the show by running a quick video clip, about a minute, and it is somebody that I respect greatly. He was the first Bitcoiner I came across when I got into Bitcoin. Um, I didn't, I was YouTubing. All I came across was two people. One of them, Bitcoin Meister, is in the chat right now, and I've watched his videos for the last six years. And second was Andreas Antonopoulos. And if you're not aware of Andreas Antonopoulos, he really is the Bitcoin OG. He goes around the world talking to people about Bitcoin. And I saw this video clip on Twitter and thought, that is well worth sharing at the start of my show. And he's sort of ranting to millennials about, you know, that what do they do with a system that they can't regulate? And he goes into the fact that he said they regulate what they can regulate to make the system that is unregulatable um, more difficult to access. And I thought it was great, and he uses an expletive. But let's have a listen to that video because I thought it was really good. Here we go. And so what does the insider group do what do the regulators do in response to a system that cannot be regulated? They regulate the bits they can. Yep. They regulate the exchanges. They regulate the bank accounts. They regulate the national currency side of things. They shut down the on-ramps and off-ramps. They say, we will not let you take your money with you. And what do millennials say to that? Dude, I don't have any f***ing money. <laughs> All I have 
is my creative potential, my spirit, my productivity. And I can sell that directly for Bitcoin without an exchange, without an on-ramp, without an off-ramp. And when I need to buy something, I'll use my digital currency directly, without re-entering your system to which I was never invited. Shut down the on-ramps, shut down the off-ramps, and I will stay on board. I will stay digital. I won't touch your gilded cage anymore because I don't need you. I exit. I just thought that was worth sharing as a little bit of a tidbit as we start the show. I've got a lot of respect for Andreas Antonopoulos. If you haven't watched any of his earlier videos on Bitcoin, I would encourage you to do just that because he, crikey, he knows this asset inside out. He really does. Okay. UK Bitcoin Farmer, welcome. On with the show. Now, I've got a few um, news articles that I thought were worthy of sharing. If you remember the thumbnail to the video, um, everyone who is anyone is bigging up Bitcoin. So miss out on this thing at your peril. And I really do believe that's the case. But of course, you know, we've got all this noise going on, haven't we? I mean, if I go back to the desktop, the first bit of noise is all this drama we've had around FTX. You know, Sam Bankman-Fried has finally, or Scam Banks to Fraud, as he's been called, has finally been found guilty on all seven counts. Apparently, he could serve 115 years in jail. Um, but if they all crunch them all together, it could be 20 years. I don't know. This is what I've been reading up on. But basically, they found him guilty on all counts. And you know, for what he did to ordinary people, good riddance, lock him up and throw away the key, as far as I'm concerned. If that weren't enough, we've got things like this from Zero Hedge. The Fed is threatening to sue Bitcoin magazine, for goodness sake. In a letter sent to the publication by the Federal Reserve Bank of Chicago, the Central Bank of the United States is claiming that Bitcoin magazine merchandise that parodies its services are not protected speech, but rather an unauthorized infringement of its image and trademarks. The dispute centers around the use of the Fed now service image and trademark in the line of merchandise sold, merchandise sold by Bitcoin magazine that seeks to criticize the surveillance capabilities of the Fed now system without reading any more. And basically, Bitcoin have kicked back and say, go for it. You know, we're up for that. Now, I don't know how that's going to pan out, but the point is, this is what Andreas Antonopoulos was talking about, where they'll do what they can to choke the on-ramps, the off-ramps. They'll do what they can, where they can, to sue companies into, you know, extinction, if, if you will, and do whatever they can to suppress the movement. But of course... Bitcoin moves on regardless of whether you switch the electricity off, the internet off. We've got satellites in space now. Um, and, you know, even if it you know takes a hit, the minute everything's turned back on because you need electricity to live, survive, hospitals, banks, everything else, you know, the blockchain just continues. People will continue moving their Bitcoin around. So, you know, this noise is fine but it's not going to stop Bitcoin because TikTok next block. Then you start reading articles like this. Kathy Wood, she says her top 10-year investment, uh, Bitcoin, the counterparty risk-free risk 
Digital Gold. Kathy Wood of ARK Investment Management recommends Bitcoin as a protective asset against inflation and favours it over gold or cash for the next decade. So you've got Kathy Wood from ARK Invest. You've got Sailor buying more. MicroStrategy buying another 155 Bitcoins for 5.3 million in October. Here's what I would say to all of you. Do not sell your Bitcoin because if you do, Sailor will buy it. BlackRock will buy it. Fidelity will buy it. Grayscale will buy it. Don't sell it. They all know where this thing is going over the short to long term. They know that. Okay. Do you. Don't sell your Bitcoin. And it's really interesting. I, I picked a chart off Invest Answers the other day. And off the back of this new buy from MicroStrategy, here's why we Bitcoin. Here's why I Bitcoin. And I'm hoping it's why you Bitcoin. Look at this chart since MicroStrategy set out their Bitcoin strategy in 2020. On the left, you see MicroStrategy's performance, 242% up at the time that this was done. Of course, you've got um, Bitcoin, 192%. Look at the S&P, NASDAQ, gold, duh, Peter Schiff, down uh, minus 1%. Silver, bonds, all underwater. Google, you know, Microsoft, Apple, Meta, Netflix, Amazon, Oracle, IBM, and all the others. Everything is down compared to Bitcoin and MicroStrategy. But the point is, if you take MicroStrategy out of this because that's a proxy and you want to hold the real deal, 192% against the next one up, which is 88%, which was Oracle. So that is why we Bitcoin. But they ain't done with us, people. You've got this one just come out. Apparently, UBS and Credit Suisse are going to start limiting and restricting bank withdrawals over time, so you can only get a certain amount of your own money, by the way, at a time. So, you know, if you're a regular worker, you know, with your salary, it's probably not going to affect you. But if somebody's a high net worth individual and they allow them just to take out maybe $5,000 a week or a month or whatever, you know, that's stifling to somebody that's got a lot of net worth. Yorkie, you're welcome. Good that you're here. Badge Dobnik's in the house. Michael Weber, good to see you guys. So, my point in all of this is they'll still come at us. All we have to do is hold strong, understand that they will spin their narratives to try and discredit all of this. So we're really right in the midst of this then they fight you stage, in my opinion. We are not yet at the then we win stage, but I believe we are nearly there. You've got this one uh, from Crypto Newsflash. Um, Bernstein predicts Bitcoin's price could hit 150000 by 2025, mainly because of potential approval from the US SEC for a Bitcoin ETF by 2024. Now, again, these are experts in the financial world, but they do not know what Bitcoin's going to do because it's a completely different animal to anything they've ever experienced before. It doesn't act like a stock. It doesn't act like a, a bond or a, you know, a treasury or whatever it might be. Bitcoin is just different. And for me personally, and I'm always talking for me personally, um, I'm just not going to try and time something and sell a coin and wait for it to dip and buy it back. 
because when you wait for that, you sell it, the thing goes parabolic upwards, you've lost your Bitcoin, or if you want to get it back, it's going to cost you a whole bunch more money. That is not for me. It might be for you, but it definitely is not for me. And then you've got this one from the Daily Hoddle. Um, BitMEX co-founder Arthur Hayes is doubling down on a prediction that Bitcoin is destined to reach a seven-figure price. Hayes says that the monetary policy tool known as, as the yield curve control will act as a catalyst for Bitcoin to reach one million, uh, a gain of around 2,738% from its current level. Um why am I saying all that? Because everyone who is anyone, there you go, there's the thumbnail, is talking up, bigging up, talking positive about Bitcoin. If you look at this chart, this, you know, 90%, a new record, 90% of all Bitcoin has not moved in 90 days. That is phenomenal. More and more people are now getting what Bitcoin's about, and they want to buy it, and they want to store it and not move it. More and more people. This is fascinating to me because I've, I've learned recently that prices move on what we call the margin, the part of an asset that is liquid. Now just imagine BlackRock piling in, Fidelity, and all the others, and there's only maybe a couple of million Bitcoin on exchanges to try and feed a global monetary asset amount of 900 trillion, according to Greg Foss. I mean, this is how a little bit coming in drives the price massively upwards. And I just think, and I've said it again, I think we're on the cusp of something pretty darn unique, exciting. And I'm so glad that we are all on that train. So smash the like button for all of that, people. If we look at this tweet from Bitcoin LFG, BlackRock CEO Larry Fink said, Bitcoin is set to reshape the financial landscape. Let's just chew that for a minute. I remember two or three years ago where he was on mainstream media saying that Bitcoin was just a faucet for money laundering. There we go. Two or three years in, how that narrative's changed. Why? He's probably had all of his clients screaming at him, why can't we get access to Bitcoin? And he's resisted and resisted and resisted and then thought, hey, if we don't, if we can't beat them, we're going to have to join them. If we don't get in on this thing, they were obviously looking at the Grayscale Trust um, ETF approval, Kathy Wood, ARK Invest ETF, the Vanek, one that's been in for years, and thinking, I really can't miss out on this thing. They're in it to make money. You know, look at this. Now you've got the CEO of the largest money manager on planet Earth with 10 trillion assets under management saying Bitcoin is set to reshape the financial landscape. Big deal, people. Huge deal. If that weren't enough, then you've got Durian Timmer from Fidelity coming out and saying 700k Bitcoin incoming. What he means by that? I don't know. Head of macro investments, Julian Timmer. Bitcoin is exponential gold. They would have never talked like this two or three years ago. This is why we got into Bitcoin when we did, because Bitcoiners knew this was coming. 
We just didn't know when. And I feel, and look, this is just me. I feel that after the suppression of Bitcoin from 2020 for a couple of years because of what happened in March 2020, I believe it's coiled up like a a rubber band waiting to explode up into the stratosphere. And I'm totally with British HODL on this, and that is get to one Bitcoin. If you've got to one, aim for two. Yeah, you've got to stack as hard as you can, as quickly as you can, because as per British HODL, seriously, I believe this too, the window for the regular person to be able to get any meaningful amount of Bitcoin for their dollar stroke pound, that window is rapidly closing. Johnny Midas, Jersey Bean, good to see you guys um, in the house. Talking of British HODL, (laughs) he tweeted this out, BlackRock. Bitcoin is a flight to quality. Fidelity. Bitcoin is exponential gold. The marketing taglines are emerging. Yes, they are. Pick your fighter. Whose tagline will emerge next? Roughly 50,000 financial advisors worldwide will be calling 130 trillion of capital over the next five years using these taglines to sell an allocation to the Bitcoin spot ETF they are selling. If you still don't think you need to get to one Bitcoin, what's going on in your head is my take on all of that. Corey Clipston tweeted, 2013 was a 550x, $2 to 1100 2017, a 110x, 20% of the previous cycle. 2021 was a 22x, 20% of the previous cycle. I'm sorry, but I don't see us stopping at 4.5x of the 16k cycle low, which would be 27k. That pattern is breaking. I think it is. Because if you look at it, it looks like we've chunked down every epoch, you know, and but Corey's saying there isn't a cat in hell's chance that we are going to be stuck at 72K. This thing is going to catapult way past that, just my opinion. And then the Bitcoin therapist. It takes an absolute savage to buy Bitcoin during the bear market. We bought through the thick of it. This bull market is going to create so many millionaires. It's going to create so much financial freedom. No one is ready for what is coming. And I actually believe that. I don't believe any of us, accord, you know, as CK, uh, former um, general manager of Bitcoin magazine, says none of us are bullish enough. None of us really have a clue what's about to happen. But the thing is, it's exciting being part of it is how I feel. I don't know if any of you have got this, but all I'm doing with the slides and and the articles I show is giving me some guidance through me just rabbiting on a camera for half an hour or so because I'm so passionate about Bitcoin. And if any of it helps anyone build their strong hand even a little bit more, then that makes me happy. That's why I do it. So I've got now the video of the day to run. And I saw this video yesterday, I believe. And it's Bill Miller, the fourth, that is Bill Miller, the billionaire's, I believe, grandson, I might be wrong. And I saw him on a video and took a clip out of it. And in this particular bit, he's talking about Bitcoin, not crypto. 
Yes, he gets that. Why we definitely will retake the all-time high. He covers uh, volume comes with the territory if you want to make money. And Bitcoin has been the best performing asset of the last decade. So why wouldn't you want exposure to that? Let's have a listen in. Well, I think it's really important that we differentiate between Bitcoin and crypto. So crypto was convicted yesterday on seven counts of fraud. Lying to people about what you're doing with their money is wrong. The beauty of Bitcoin is that's not an issue. There is a very clear digital ledger maintained by computers and a very clear protocol out there that's visible for everyone to see. Bitcoin is very different from crypto. So crypto was convicted yesterday. Bitcoin is still going very, very strong. The network's as strong as it's ever been. It is. You know, there's more users than there's ever been. So we continue to see very positive trends in, in Bitcoin, not so much in crypto. I think the big picture trend is that Bitcoin is the best performing asset in the past 12 years. It goes up through, it's been up three out of four years. People tend to focus on the very short-term fluctuations and the volatility. But the reality is there's a real demand globally for an, an uncensorable asset where the regulators can't change the rules and the measuring stick over time. So I think another thing that's driven Bitcoin's appreciation recently is the, is the massive debts we're packing up in the U.S. Mm -hmm. uh, deficits are going up, debts are going up, and someone's going to have to pay for that ultimately. And it's going to come for money. For are we really uh, going to get back to sorry. the highs that we saw in 2021? I think next year, the having, if you look at historical patterns to the extent they hold again next year, the having means a reduction in the marginal supply of Bitcoin. Um, the demand, if the demand does not change and the marginal supply effectively gets cut in half next April, there's only one clearing mechanism for that. It's higher price. But the reality is you can't have an asset that's gone up by as much as Bitcoin has over the past decade without volatility. And that, that goes both ways. And so that's hard for a lot of people to tolerate. But the reality is people that have tolerated have done very, very well. There's only 21 million Bitcoin that will ever be created. And so people's, yes, there's a lot of FOMO and trading in and out. And people are, are, should be looking at the bigger trend, which is the things move much, much higher. Best performing asset over the past decade by a gajillion percent. But people focus on the short-term fluctuations in the here and now because they have short time horizons. But people that have longer time horizons, again, I think will continue to do very well in Bitcoin. You see, you know, all these financial people talking about Bitcoin. And he was talking about the amount of debt that's being racked up. And I thought I would just show you guys this for those that haven't seen it. This is the U.S. debt clock. And if you look up on the top left here, only the other day, this was 33 trillion 500 billion, and now it's 33 trillion 700 billion. And somebody said something recently where they said the amount of debt that, that, that's being racked up, the amount of money printing they're doing, this is real live money printing, is almost as much as the American military budget is, which is absolutely phenomenal. And the bit that I want to pick up on, if I go down the bottom, hang on, where is it? Let me get, get it up. Yeah, there's something here that says unfunded liabilities. And uh, I was going to show something that showed, I think it was 174 trillion of unfunded liabilities. And we were on our 21 million club meetup, Zoom meetup on Saturday evening. And for those of you that are there, brilliant. We had a 
brilliant time, awesome one. Um, uh, somebody brought it to my attention that, hey, that's now 211 trillion. Unfunded liabilities means things like you know, medical, social, etc., that they have not got the money for. In the UK, we might say social security, we might say, you know, medical, we might say pension funds. They haven't got the money for that. And they're never going to have the money for that. And that's, you know, what's fueling all this global meltdown of currencies, because, you know, these are the, America is the biggest, you know, uh, financial has a biggest financial markets on earth by a long stretch and they're just printing themselves to oblivion and it really is a case of got bitcoin because if you haven't this thing just can't go on forever there's got to be some kind of a reset or there's got to be some kind of a meltdown you know the likes of larry Lepard and others are you know talking about this it just can't continue of course we don't know they've got a way of kicking the can down the road but they just can't continue surely without some kind of meltdown taking place so i just wanted to show you that for those that haven't seen it before it's frightening when you look at the U the us debt clock it really is okay so my whoops hang on a second that didn't work my quote i love quotes you know me in quotes stick around i've got a quick announcement um i love this one chase the vision not the money the money will follow you think about that everyone's chasing bitcoin number go up but if we chase the vision of how bitcoin can make a better world for our families our descendants into the future the money's going to come anyway because the more we chase the vision the more we'll build our belief, the more Bitcoin we will stack until we can't anymore because of price and the money will follow. Just chase the vision, people, is what I would say. If you want to support the show and you don't have to, I want to thank the two guys that donated some coffees after um, Thursday's show. I think somebody bought me three coffees and somebody bought me five. It was like, thank you. You didn't need to, but if people want to support me, they can drop some sats, top three addresses. They can buy me a cup of coffee with crappy fiat in the middle or donate to the Geyser Fund. It doesn't matter. You don't have to. It's just that many people have reached out to me and said, how can we leave you a tip? There's a way if you want to. That is it. Now, on Thursday, I've got a live guest. Um, I'm not going to say who it is right now because it was only arranged 90 minutes before this show went live. And I had to confirm with them that they were okay for it. Um, so I've prepped nothing. So just to know, Thursday, there'll be a live guest on the show. And it will be a live guest that is relevant to some of the things that I talk about and promote on my show. So you might want to come and join us Thursday, 6 p.m. London. But beyond that, please... Go back into the show um, comments afterwards and leave me a comment. It really does help to keep this video current for longer so more noobs can find it. Um, retweet it if you're on Twitter. If you're listening on the podcast, as always, thank you for being here. Maybe come and join us on YouTube one time and get a look at who's in the chat and a look at you know what some of the schematics that I'm uh, going through. Um, share it with your friends so we can get more eyeballs on it. I would really appreciate that. But for now, that is it. I'm done. 
I am Brian, the UK Bitcoin master, if you're not aware of that. And this is your alternative to the crappy lying BBC that only tells you what they want you to hear, the bullish Bitcoin channel. Have a great week, whatever you're doing. I'll be back on Thursday with a live guest. And as always, I'm going to sign off with my social media links. But go into the show notes afterwards. Register for the Orange Pill app. That link's there. Go onto my Linktree address and follow me somewhere else. That is in the show notes already. I'll see you all on Thursday.